guys, and welcome to the podcast. It's Josh, your favorite spiritual best friend, ready to tell you guys why your chart has you thriving and sometimes just simply surviving. We are going to talk about birth charts, the moon, how they're connected, and why Mercury in retrograde simply just sucks for everyone. And boy, does it suck. We are all going to chat and maybe figure out why some signs are better than others, depending on the day. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Episode 22, called A Driven Personality, talks about the story of Marcy Wiley. She is a mother and a person that really has this need to help others and inspire others. She was great to talk to, and we had a great conversation about relationships, word of advice to mothers and families out there, and also her own journey as she is going through her own life and stuff like that. But before you guys can tune in and hear our full conversation, please drop a rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Your ratings and subscriptions will help boost my podcast up and really expand the community. So your help matters a lot to me. And also drop a follow on social media on Instagram at your spiritual BFF. Just search that and I should pop right up. But without further ado, here is the conversation with me, your host, Josh Sanchez, and Marcy Wiley. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with a very special guest, Marcy. Marcy, tell everybody, how are you doing today and what's going on? I am doing great this morning. Back with with our guide, Josh Sanchez. (laughs) I'm excited to talk to him a little bit and excited just about the day ahead. Yeah. So, so with this car, with with this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about everything. We're going to talk about just life and work and spirituality and and we'll, we'll connect your chart a little bit too and have some fun because I know it is um, Capricorn season. Um, But my first question for you, Marcy, is when it comes to work, um, what are some passions that you have and what do you do when it comes to work? Um, My passion's always been, um, taking care of people, helping people. Um, I currently have a business that uh, does in-home senior care. So I have one client right now that I've been with for about two and a half years. She's a love. Um, she's in her late seventies and I help her 
do her normal daily things to get her ready for the day, help with her breakfast, a lot of companionship, keep her company, make sure she has what she needs to get through the day. Um, and I absolutely love it because I'm feeling like I'm doing something to make somebody else's day better. You made a really good point when it says like you have a value for and like a need to help others. And uh, that leads me right to my next question. So like when it comes to this need to help others, have it, have you always felt this way ever since you were little or like when, when did you think you really realized what was the point where you realized like this is something that I really want to do? I definitely felt like that since I was a little girl, always, you know, looking out for anybody that needed help or if somebody was at the grocery store and they didn't have enough money, even if I had a couple nickels, I would give them a few nickels. Um, if somebody was sitting alone in a restaurant, I would go sit down with them, you know, try to make their day a little bit better. Um, I, my goal when I was little was to become a nurse and I was partially there with schooling. And uh, then I had the family. So currently right now, I just, you know, try to help anybody really that's at home by themselves, run their errands and that kind of thing. But yeah, it was, it's, it's always been ingrained in me. That's kind of my personality. Yeah. And, and, and I completely understand that. I mean, someone as someone that is trying to cur and currently pursuing like my master's degree in psychology, I, I can really relate to that when it comes to this need of helping others and this need to be there for others. So I will say like power to you for that, because I, I will say as, especially going through like my own journey and stuff like that, when you are helping others, and this leads me right to my next question. If you're so focused on helping others, you know, you kind of, when it comes to like yourself and your own self-care, you know, that can be a little bit hard to do. So my next question for you is when it comes to self-care and stuff, let's say you've had a long day at work. What are some things you do to really like calm yourself down and just hit that mental reset button? Well, that's a really good question, Josh, because it's the self-care has definitely lacked quite a bit. As you were saying, even though I have the adult children, you know, you, you want to make sure they have what they need. Um, it's, it's hard to get back into that self-care <laughs> and they actually were joking me over Christmas, you know, with, uh, you wear the sweatpants, you wear this, you've got to go do something for yourself, go get your hair done. And I think I'm just so always programmed to think about everybody else that I, I just don't really think about myself. I say, well, I don't really need to go do that. I don't really need to spend all that money on my hair. I don't need to go buy new clothes, you know, because I feel like there's always something better I can do with that, that would, you know, maybe help the kids or somebody else. So I am working. That's my goal this year is to work more on myself and my self-care. Yeah. And, and I will say uh, that's a really good goal to have and power to you for realizing that. Cause I know a lot of people, they're so wrapped up when it comes to work, when it, when it either works, school, life, things, kids, stuff like that, that they kind of tend to just really lose themselves and not really acknowledge that. So I will say power to you for that. And my next question for you is I know you mentioned like, I know with the holidays coming up, I know you've been around family and stuff like that and, and being a mother and stuff like that. When it comes to like your own journey into motherhood and also like seeing your kids rate and like being like raised and grown now, um, what's some insight that you really have when it comes to that? And 
And when it comes to being a mother, like how, how is it being like a mother and stuff like that and seeing your kids grow? I've always been so curious to know this. Oh my goodness. It's, it's been the best part of my life, to be honest. You know, I have three kids and being so involved with them as they were growing up and watching them mature and find their, you know, love of whether it was, you know, sports activities, music. Um, it was just always such a great thing to watch them. And the hardest part has been now that they are grown and we're not quite an empty nester yet, but for the most part, we are. They live in three different states. Um, that journey also I'm still working on. It's been actually quite difficult to see them fly, but they did get their wings and they have flown greatly. <laughs> and that's a very proud mama moment. Um, but you also have to battle the other part where you don't get to see him as much and you don't get to talk to him as much. And, you know, over the years, them growing up, I really played a big part in a lot of what they were doing. I was always involved with each one of them and school and sports and everything else. So that's still taking me a little bit of time to figure that out. And, um, you know, I am, you're happy for them, but then you battle the missing of them as they have now flown the coop and they are adults and, you know, that's what you want them to do, but it's also hard for mom <laughs> when they do that. So it's it, another thing I'm going to work on this year is, you know, trying to focus on me more and um, still be happy for them, but also be happy for me and find, find something that I truly love. Wow. And, and I will say that was a really spot on answer. And there's really a lot to when it comes to like decipher when it comes to that. So when it, I, cause I know you mentioned a lot about like you were very deeply involved in their lives and stuff. I know I remember from like football and stuff. I remember you always being there and helping out and oh, stuff. Yeah. So I will say it, it was a lot of fun and, and it is crazy how fast time flies and stuff. Uh -huh. So my I want to ask you a couple parts of questions. So we're going to start with the positives. Um, so when it comes to like parenting and stuff, I know you mentioned like you were very deeply involved. What are some positives when it comes to that? Like, what are some things that you have learned through being like involved with your kids while also doing like your work as well? And like being a mother and stuff like that. Um, I was very fortunate, you know, as far as the working, I, I did a lot of jobs from home so that I could spend that time with the kids and be there to support them. It was not really a balance for me because I, I could work from home. So I was always, you know, I was always there. If you had to leave at two 30 to go watch a soccer game, um, I could do that. It, that part was super, super great. On the other hand, you know, I think I did put some things aside that I wanted to further try out, you know, for a career. Um, but I, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to miss what my kids were doing. And I wanted to be home for them when they came home from school. But the other side of that, as I've gotten older and the kids have grown and flown, it, it's that question of, I probably should have uh, kept going and looking into that career, you know, avenue while they were still little, um, because once they're gone, it is kind of like, okay, what now, you know, what, <laughs> And the kids go on to do their thing, which again, you want them to, but then 
if you're like me, then it's, you just keep questioning, oh, maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have gone back to school when they were little and, you know, furthered, furthered my education to get to that career that I always wanted. Yeah. And, and I will say like, I know when it, when it comes to that too, it can definitely be difficult as well, because on one hand, like, like you said, like you want to be there for your kids and stuff like that. And then on the other hand, it's like, what about me? You know, like what, what can I do to further my career and stuff like that? And, and my next question for you is just building off of that when it comes to like advice. So like, let's say there's a new mother, she's just starting out. She's just trying to figure out how, like, how do I raise my kids? Or like, how do I even like be a mom? What's some advice that you would give to her as she is going through her own journey of motherhood and stuff like that? Oh, wow. Um, I think first and foremost, trust her instinct. I think a mama's gut is always right. Uh, be patient. It's a very hard transition when you're initially having a, a baby. Um, my daughter actually has a three month old, so I'm watching her kind of learn. And, um, you know, my, my biggest thing I know I did with my kids was you just have to be patient and there's going to be those really rough days. But there are also going to be those, you know, great moments and great days and you will sleep again. You know, the, the, I guess the biggest thing for me, again, was just patience and you learn every day. You learn as you go. Um, you know your baby better than anybody does. And, um, you know, you just have to you have to trust those reactions and trust your feelings with with that baby. Wow. Yeah. And, and I will say that was a really spot on answer when it comes to that, because like you said, like it's that intuition, that instinct. Like if you have, if you're feeling something, you know, nine times out of 10, it's, it's right. You know, so I'm really hearing you give that answer and stuff. It's, it was really great to hear. Um, so now before like we transition a little bit more to like, like, uh, like when it comes to like generational stuff and also like when it comes to relationships, I do want to connect your chart a little bit to, okay. um, to this podcast a little bit. So I know you are a Capricorn sun. Um, your moon is in Sagittarius. So with that combination, Capricorns are very driven personalities. I know this because my moon is in Capricorn. So when it comes to like goal setting, when it comes to like taking on projects, Capricorns are very reliable and they really get stuff done. Um, and then the Sagittarius aspect is is like the free loving, free spirited um, aspect. So your moon sign, that's how when it comes to like your thoughts, motivations, like what what you're feeling emotionally, that's what your moon sign covers. So in Sagittarius, as I was hearing your answers, it was like when it comes to like myself and being and understanding myself a little bit more Sagittarius, it's all about that. It's about finding like your, yourself, you, your own independent spirit, you know, you're, you're going through whether that's work, whether that's relationships, whether that's with like your kids and stuff like that, you're finding yourself into the world and it's very like free loving, free going and free spirited. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. And uh, your Mercury is how you communicate. So your Mercury is in Sagittarius. So I know with Mercury, it's the, it, like I said, it's a planet of communication. Sagittarius is, can be very blunt and honest. So my question for you is when it comes to like communication and stuff, do you recall any moments in which like you might have been too blunt and too honest to people or you might have bumped heads with somebody? Um, when I ask that question, what are some things that just come to mind? Now, the funny part about that with Sagittarius is that I actually have a hard time being blunt with people because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I will keep a lot in. 
or if it's something that I really want to say that normally would come out very bluntly, I soften it. I try to still get my point across, but kind of in a nicer, gentler way. A lot of times I do want to say things to people and I I just kind of refrain a little bit from, you know, the meanness or the, I'm not really a black and white person. So I don't know, I guess I just tread lightly when it comes to how I communicate with other people. Yeah. And, and building off of your answer, I know despite having like the Sagittarius Mercury, um, your Mars is in Virgo as well. So like with Virgos, the Mars is like the planet of like aggression and like how like you handle conflict and also like sexuality and stuff like that. So with Virgos, Virgos are definitely, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bummed, but definitely like very, like they're a, very attentive to detail. And yeah. with that though, they can, they're people pleasers a little bit when it comes to that. I know a lot of people that have Virgo Mars is like, they, they're so focused on taking care of others that like when it comes to themselves, like they kind of put themselves in the back burner. Um, a lot of Virgos that I know personally are in like childcare or in like something that's really helping people. Um, because again, like they, they really sit back, they observe. And the fact that Virgo is in your Mars, that's like the planet of aggression. Like I mentioned, that can definitely make sense to like what your answer was just then when it comes to like, I really think and put my put what I really want in the back burner instead of um, actually communicating what I said. So it's interesting, your chart, you, you tend, when it comes to communication, you might bump head, you, you are, you're going to bump heads with yourself when it comes to like the Sagittarius wanting to be blunt and honest and the Virgo holding back that aggression and, and assertiveness and stuff like that. So that was just very interesting to see as I was hearing your answer and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but transitioning a little bit, I know we talked a lot about like your work, your passions that need to really help others and, and stuff like that. And also talking about like being a mother and advice, transitioning a little bit to like relationships. Um, my first question when it comes to relationships is what are some qualities that you really look for? We'll start with friendship first and then transition to like a romantic relationship. But what are some qualities you look for in a real friend? I have learned a lot over the years about friendships. I would say probably my first quality that I look for is a loyal friend, somebody that is going to, you know, build you up in your, I guess, hard places or when you're down, but they're also going to be there to cheer you on when you have you know, something great happening in your life or something great coming up. They are my biggest cheerleaders. Um, Definitely honesty. And I will say my closest girlfriends are very, very honest with me. So I never have to question what they're saying is, you know, true, or are they saying that just to make me feel better? The other thing is, you know, looking at how they are as themselves, you know, mothers, how they've reached, raised their children, what their families are like, how they treat their children and their families. That's very important to me as well, because I have put, you know, my all into my own children and I'm proud of that fact, but, um, that's really important to me too, how their family dynamics are and, you know, where they kind of put, I guess their relationships with their family 
into perspective as well. But the biggest, biggest one is loyalty, I will say. Um, took a long time to get there with friends. Um, but as I've gotten older, you have to just remind yourself that, you know, you're not going to take anything less than what it is you need out of a friendship. And then I, in turn, you know, kind of feedback the same kind of thoughts. You know, I think I'm very loyal, very honest with them. Um, and it's a small, it's a small friendship group I have, but it's, you don't ever have to question anything. You know, like I said, you could be a thousand miles away and something happens and they'd be the first one to get on a plane and come help you and come rescue you. So they're there for the bad times, but they're really there for the good times as well. Yeah. And and I will, and I will say like, there is this saying I've learned in class and stuff. It's like, as you get older, the, the friendship circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And you start to realize like, who are your real friends versus like, who are just acquaintances, you know? And and some people will come out of the out of the woodworks and yeah, have to recommunicate and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, w- I will say like loyalty is definitely definitely a big thing and a big trait to have in a friend. You want to be you want someone that's there. You know, you want someone that if you're going through rough times and also good times can still just communicate and just catch up. Um, I don't know about you, but I know like with myself and currently going through school and currently like texting and, and currently like figuring out like friends and stuff like that. I've realized more like just a simple phone call, just like catching back up with like friends you haven't seen in a couple months is definitely, that means more, you know, sometimes than actually just really just like hanging out, you know? So that's just something that I've realized. I don't know if you can agree with that, but. Um, no, I can, I can definitely agree with that. I know one thing I forgot to say was, you know, for any moms out there, it was easier to make, friend. I, w- I was always a friend person. I loved everybody in high school and I was everybody's friend and they were my friend. And, you know, you go through that, then you go to college, you meet new friends, and then you might part ways again. And most of our friendships came from when the kids, you know, were little and their parents and, uh, you know, we all got along together because we were in sports together, gymnastics, whatever it was. So we had those set of friends for probably a good 10 years as the kids went to different schools, as they get older, those friendships, adult friendships kind of went away because now you're all in different places. And then you find yourself, you know, again, as a parent, your kids go off to college, you might not know their families because they might be out of state. And so you're kind of like, well, this is hard because we don't really have those friendships anymore. Um, and I think that's why it's so important as you get older to really not not pick and choose your friends, but you know, make sure that you are staying in those friendship groups of people that are just going to build you up. And because hopefully those friends will be your friends for the rest of the life of your life. And as you said, the texting, I feel like communication has just gotten <laughs> a little worse where people really don't pick up the phone. My my best friends do pick up the phone daily. And, you know, check in on each other. Um, The texting can be nice. Um, We all have Facebook where you have a thousand gazillion friends. And then I look at that and I think, well, I never hear from these people. They just like to see what I post on Facebook. They're not really friends. They're just (laughs) computer friends. So I just think it's important to 
I don't know. I think for, and again, especially moms like to just, just keep, try to keep those friendships going. It's, it's a, it takes a village. And um, I think a lot of women can get very lonely and get very, you know, down and depressed and feel like there's nobody out there. So I just think people really need to hold on to their friendships if possible. Yeah, I agree. And, and there's just a really big importance to, of like keeping your circle small and also like the importance of just like one person being there versus having no one there is, is just crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to like mental illness and also being there for people. And also with this pandemic too, it really hit a lot of people home. So just like you said, like reaching out, being there for friends, having friends reach out for you as well, that can make a difference versus someone that does not really have any anyone to really talk to and stuff. So my so my next question, building up to that answer, because I will say that was a really spot on answer, is so let's say someone is struggling to like make friends and stuff like that. What's advice that you would give to him or her just trying to just, you know, like get themselves out there and just trying to make a friend and stuff like that? Oh, wow. That's kind of tough with, you know, this whole pandemic. I know a lot of people are feeling, you know, very alone and lonely. Um, I see a lot of that happening in different age groups where I guess an example, the woman I help care for, um, she can't just go out by herself. She, she needs aid to go somewhere. And I, I know that she's gotten very, very lonely. I think for, I guess it depends on different age groups. You know, if, if there are moms that are new moms um, that are feeling very alone, because um, that can be a very lonely time, it's important for them to, you know, try to join even a Facebook group of other moms so that they can reach out to each other and maybe connect in that way. Maybe somebody else has children their age and they can, you know, talk to each other about the current stage they're going through. Um, I think you know, a little bit older. Um, I think if they have the opportunity to reach out to other moms, same thing, you know, get together, go to the park. And um, there are so many ways to do it right now with the social media. I follow some groups. I'm, I, I don't really have to do those things because I'm one of the older moms in the groups, but I do see that often, you know, where people are getting kind of just stuck in their houses and they're almost getting depressed and don't want to go out um, you know, for that reason, but a lot of people, I've even suggested it as an older mom, you know, make those connections, reach out to those other moms that are here on this Facebook group. You know, they will help you. I'll sometimes say, you know, give me a call. I'm happy to talk to you and, you know, kind of work you through this hard time you're going through. Cause again, it's normal, but it can be very lonely. That was a really spot on answer when it comes to like, if you're a young mother, you're feeling lonely reaching out and sending cards to people, reaching out to family, finding some, just finding someone to just reach out and talk to. Um, that was really just spot on answer. Um, continuing a little bit. I know we mentioned a lot about like friendship relationships and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to like your own personal relationships, like romantic relationships, what are some qualities and traits that you kind of look for in your ideal partner? This is funny because I was, excuse me, just talking about, you know, the five love languages the other day. I am kind of all over the map with the five love languages. So I think my number one thing that I'm really, really big on is communication. Um, Without communication, you're in the osmosis world. 
I'm not a mind reader. Um, I think it's just very important to communicate, number one. Number two, um, again, because I'm a people pleaser, I'm, I'm very attracted to a person that wants to do for others. You know, they're always kind of thinking about, oh, what does this person need? What could I do for this person? Even if it's a neighbor, you know, even the the, the physical, I guess, the five love languages. Um, that's really important to me too, because I'm a very affectionate person. And growing up, my parents were not affectionate at all. They, they loved us dearly. Um, we knew that they did, you know, from other ways that they showed us, but um, affection is a big part. And that's also been very hard in the last year because, you know, you go to the store, you see somebody and you can't hug them, you know, or you're not supposed to, or they might not want you to right now. So that, that, that year has been very tough, especially last year, you know, because I am, I, you see somebody like, if I saw you, I'd be like, oh my gosh, Josh, and you just want to give you a big bear hug. And, um, you know, so that, that's been kind of hard, but I, you know, again, I think my biggest one is communication. I am a talker. I would rather talk about something and then you move on, whether it's good or bad, you're not walking around wondering, is something going on? This person's not saying you know, and of course, being a very loving person, like I said, I'm just, that's me. And I mean, I could adopt a squirrel from the backyard and, and, and love the squirrel. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, communication's big, whether it's, you know, your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is, you got to have communication. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. it's key. Yeah, and, and I agree uh, when it comes to communication. That's something that I've definitely personally learned a lot through, like, my current relationship now and also, like, through, like, growing up and stuff like that when it comes to communication. Because I will realize, I, I realize, I think a lot of, like, my generation, like, the younger guys, especially now with, like, social media and also, like, when it comes to, like, now there's, like, a new metaverse, something that's being created. Like, the human aspect is definitely slowly getting a little bit lost a little bit. I know that through conversations with like friends and stuff like that. So I, that's something that I've definitely had to learn a lot of when it comes to communication, communicating your needs and wants, how you're feeling at the time. Because like you said, no one is really going to just understand how you feel because we all, we all think we all operate differently, you know? So like you said, communication, that's definitely one of the top things in, in a relationship to have with people. So I just wanted to say that's just a um, spot on answer. Um, but my next question, this one's going to be a little, little less serious when it comes to the questions. Um, so when it comes to like first dates and stuff, I always ask all my guests this, um, what are some like turnoffs that you have on a first date? So like for me, for instance, if, if I hand my person, I'm going on a date with the aux cord because music is very spiritual for me. And if they play something that I'm just not vibing with or they're playing music that I'm just not vibing with, that's like a turnoff for me. Um, I don't know about you, but what are some like turnoffs that you have in like a relationship? So let's say someone does this on the first date. You're not having a, a second date. Well, actually, that's funny because I remember when I was when I was dating, that was one of the turnoffs for me because I am a music girl 24 seven. Music really is spiritual to me as well. One time, <laughs> you're taking me back, Josh. Um, <clears throat> this, this, you know, guy got in the car and it was just all this horrible, heavy metal. And sorry if you like that. 
No, um, I don't. <laughs> and he actually, he actually knew what I liked, you know, and went totally off that. So the whole night, it was kind of that. Um, we went to a restaurant. He had the worst manners ever. Food is, you know, flying out of his mouth. And I couldn't get the date over soon enough. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, let's just go. Please take me home. Um, I think also on a first date, it goes back to my communication where there have been times that, you know, you go on a date and the guy or the girl just sits there and they just don't have anything to say. They, it's kind of like, okay, I want to get to know you or want to get to know kind of a little bit of your core, maybe not so much as early on, but, you know, talking and, you know, not staring out at everybody else in the restaurant, except the person that you're on this date with, you're supposed to be getting to know that person. Um, turnoffs for me also, and this actually still goes with me is I am one of those girls that I love it when a guy man opens the door for a woman. Um, I don't have to do all that, pull my chair out, sit down thing, but, um, I do like, I do like that. Um, not that I need a man to take over everything, but I just think that's a very nice gesture and, I've tried to have my son do the same thing, which at his age, he still is opening the door for his fiance. And I think that's very cool. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing, I don't know. It's, it's been a long time since I've been on dates, but I think showing interest in the other person, you're already trying to get to know them sitting there and having no conversation and you're staring at each other or, you know, you're sipping your whole drink because you have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> is a little boring. And that to me would be a total turnoff. Also, if they show up totally disheveled, like they're not caring, um, that, that would be an issue for me as well. I don't need them them in a tuxedo, but you know, show that you have a little bit of self care and you know, you're trying to make an impression here. So, you know, show, show up at least with a semi nice t-shirt on or something. Um, yeah, those would all be very big turnoffs for me. Yeah, I, I got you. As I'm as I'm as I'm hearing that, it, it's very you're very big on like energies that people are, are are given, you know. So it's like how you present yourself, how you take care of yourself, and it's funny. I, I and I know you said like if I'm in the metal now, I'm not I'm not into heavy metal and stuff like that. I've I've never <laughs> been and I've never never will no be. Offend you? <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Um, but yeah, like I agree. Like when it comes to music, also when it comes to like how a man present themselves. I, I agree with you. It is, it is very nice for a man just to do a small gesture as to just opening the door for somebody or whoever you are deciding to date, you know? Exactly. Um, I was going, I was going to clarify that too. It can go anyway. It could be the woman, you know, um, opening the door for somebody or whatever. It, it goes both ways. And I think both people need to give a little bit of effort and it's really not that difficult to do. And you were saying earlier something about the energy. I am a very, I'm very big on people's energy. You know, if, if they're, ju- you can tell when you first meet somebody, if they've got that energy where it's kind of like they're fun, they're happy, they're excited about things, excited about life. That is a huge turn on to me. Somebody that's very, you know, motivated, goal oriented, um, that, that would be not a turn off. That would be a turn on for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. Yeah. And, and I will say that was just a, another really like spot on answer. Um, so I know we talked about relationships, we talked about work, we've really talked about a lot, and I've really enjoyed our conversation so far. 
Um, the last thing that I've, I have a couple other questions left and then we'll wrap up the podcast. But this last thing that I really, last point I really wanted to talk about was, I know you mentioned a lot about like, you're, you've been a mother, you've raised kids now, and you've experienced a lot of like the newer generation. And I know like from playing football and also knowing like your daughter and stuff like that too, like you've seen a lot of our generation like grow up more now and stuff. Yeah. So my question for you is, what are some like differences that you've really realized from like your childhood versus like your kid's childhood now and, and like our generation and stuff like that? Oh, well, that, that, that one's a biggie multifaceted. Um, I would say, I mean, from my childhood to even my kids' childhoods, you know, we weren't, it wasn't a technological world. Um, our kids, we would go out and play for hours on end, we'd be on our bikes, we'd be outside, we'd be making those close friendships with people. Um, I wasn't really allowed to be in the house if it was a nice day, get on your bike and mom would ring the dinner bell and you'd come flying back because if you were late, you'd be in big trouble. And then I think in your guys' generation, I still felt like, you know, your, your groups and all the kids in school were still very active in things. They were, I mean, everybody I know, like you and all of, you know, Laura Walker, Kelsey's friends, everybody was just so active. There wasn't a lot of downtime where they were just sitting at home. Um, I mean, technology started to kind of come around more prominent, I guess. Um, I feel like that's now becoming personally to me as a mom that wouldn't sit my kid in front of a TV all day, wouldn't sit them in front of an iPad all day. I think it's become kind of sad because I feel like this next generation of little, little ones, um, they're not even getting the one-on-one, even if it's with a parent. Um, I understand sometimes, you know, my kids would watch Sesame Street and Barney at times. I feel like it's just too much technology. Um, I don't see kids playing out in the neighborhoods anymore, at least where we live. Um, I don't think they're communicating as well. Um, you know, like I said earlier, with a phone call, people laugh at us that we still have a house phone. Um, <laughs> we, we do. We have a house phone, but it also came with a Verizon bulk pack. So, um it just seems like people have gone from communicating the way that we used to communicate, like, Hey, pick up that phone. You know, my, my kids will text. Um, they text other people. Sometimes they'll say, why don't you just pick up the phone and call them? And, you know, well, we don't, we don't do that. We don't, we don't call. And I guess my kind of fear for not only your generation, it's, it's not really a fear, but I just, I hope, like I was saying earlier, to, to keep the communication going in a way that's, you know, not just over a, a cell phone. It means coming from experience so much to get that phone call, like, hey, instead of just texting, hi, how you doing? Pick up the phone call. I mean, you know, pick up the phone and call somebody. And then, like I said, this, all these littles now, I just see them, whether they're in the stores, whatever, and they're, they're just staring at these, you know, iPads and they have phones at age five. And I just feel like they're not really learning just the normal experiences of growing up being a child. You can go outside and you could collect leaves, you could collect sticks, you could, you know, you can do anything. Um, 
and that's where I feel like the social media part's gotten a little too much. Um, plus there are a lot of scary things that are happening, um, with, you know, young kids and teenagers on because of social media, parents aren't monitoring it. Um, so that's all new to me. I just don't understand why somebody would rather text somebody instead of pick up the phone and call them. Um, I mean, when my mother was alive, I would still pick up the phone and call her every day because that communication, hearing her voice was different than reading a text from her. You know, you have that, it's a different part of the relationship, I guess. And um, that's kind of my hardest thing too, with all this texting and social media and, um, I, I don't know, I just, the, these younger kids that are babies, you know, are not getting, I, I don't know, I feel like it takes away from the affection of the parents sometimes too, because the kids are so busy, you know, they're okay, yeah, well, I'll take two hours to myself, we'll just give them the iPad and whatever it is, and then that's taking away from, you know, the mom and child time too, and I think that's very, very important for parents to take that time just to sit down with their kids. It, it, it means a lot, no matter what age you are. Yeah. It, you yeah. Adulthood, it's a little different. I don't sit on the floor and play with my guys anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> if I could, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. And I, and I will say that was a really spot on answer. You pretty much hit everything that I really wanted to talk about when it comes to that. And when it comes to like seeing like our generation and stuff. And I agree. Like, I mean, uh, I have younger siblings I'm the oldest in my family. So, so my youngest sibling is like five years old and yeah. Yeah. So my mom ended up having her a couple years ago when I was in college and, and yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she's very active, so she likes to run outside and stuff like that. But like you said, like the iPad and stuff, whenever like we're all just tired, we'll just hand her an iPad and she's just on the iPad, you know? Um, And I understand that. Yeah. I'm I'm not, you know, I just want to put out there. I'm not saying that it's always bad to do, but I think there's a certain degree of time limit that maybe could be put on some of these kids. Um, You know, they might even interact more with their siblings if they're younger mm -hmm. siblings, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And I, and I see that a lot when it comes to like a lot of like our younger parents now having kids now, they just give an iPad and stuff. And like you said, it, 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 you miss that that child to parent interaction and mm-hmm. like learning psychology and stuff it it really impacts them how to how they end up developing when they're older as well sure. um, yeah. so I just wanted to say like what you were saying was really spot on you don't need to you don't need to like second guess and all that it, like it's what you're saying is very accurate I will say like from studying and learning all that stuff it, it definitely is um, so we pretty much talked about everything that I really wanted to cover. The last question that I have, and this is a question I have all the guests come on and answer. Um, so this website that that I it's the link that I usually send everybody once I give them their chart and stuff. It's the horoscope.co. It's a really good um, website. I just Google your sun and moon. So you are a Capricorn sun with a Sagittarius moon. And and each this website gives a little reading on that. So okay. So as I give the reading to you, um, what are some thoughts and stuff that come to mind? So here's what it says for you. So you are a Capricorn sun, Sagittarius moon. It says a driven personality, curious and restless. The Capricorn sun, Sagittarius moon personality surprises with the most unpredictable of actions and life choices. So positives for your sun and moon sign, strong, motivated and creative negatives. 
can be a little bit misguided and can be an escapist. Perfect partner, someone who has a lot of patience with them. Word of advice for your sun and moon combination. Don't react straight away when annoyed or upset. So as I am as I am giving you your little reading according to the horoscope.co, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Um your creative part, I agree with 100 percent You know, once I find something that, you know, whether it was uh, after prom, fashion show, those types of things. If it's a really big whammy type of thing like that, yes, I can be very creative. Um, baby showers, bridal showers, very creative. Um, driven, I would say that I, I am. I don't think my family would agree. <laughs> um, I am, but that's again where I'm kind of stuck in that phase. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like, okay, okay what next? Um, once I do something, then I'm very driven. Um, what was the other part? Oh, no, I got you. Yeah. So, I mean, I can, there's some negatives, perfect partner. I can reread it too, if that helped. Um, so I know with, with negatives, it can be a little bit misguided and and can be a little bit like an escapist. So what it like an escapist is like, you tend to like, like escape the situation or like avoid the situation. Um, that is very true too. That is very true. It's, it kind of goes back to the whole, you know, not really being blunt if I'm blunt, it doesn't match, but I do it in a kind, sweet way. Um, but yeah, the escapist for sure. A lot of times I will just shut it up <laughs> and won't say anything. Or, you know, sometimes I do just kind of need to take a break from that situation. And maybe I'm a really good escape artist. But yeah, sometimes it's better for me to just be like, okay. I'm not going to say anything because it's not going to go well, no matter what the situation is. And I'll go take a day to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. And just to add, like, that's like that Sagittarius aspect too, because Sagittarius is a very independent as well. So like when there are very, when they're very stressed out, they tend to just do their own thing for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just, I just want to say, yeah, so that was the reading and stuff like that. I, I always like that cool. because it, it adds a cool little twist to it. Um, but before we wrap everything up, uh, Marcy, where can, if you want people to follow you on social media, where can everybody follow you at and, and tell everybody? Oh, wow. Well, I'm on Facebook, um, under Marcia Wiley or actually Marcy Lauks Wiley. I'm on Instagram, uh, mama W all one word. Oh, well, that's so cool. Mama W that's cool. Mama W that's the creative Um, aspect. That was very creative. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to have the regular, you know, uh, Marcy Wiley. So it's like, yeah, Mama W. Um, that's about all I'm on right now is Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> sadly. But yes, that's that's what I'm on currently. All right. Well, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed our conversation and and stay safe. I did too. Thank you, Josh. So good seeing you.